welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MikeBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. The Queens of Spain took a lesson in improv as they brought some really wild stories to life on a talk show. So who improv their way to the top? It's time to find out as we talk all things Drag Race España 2. And joining me is one of my favorite only flan creators, Jeremy. Hello. Hello. That was a good one. (laughs) Hello. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Yeah, just get ready. I'm going to review this entire podcast. Um, I think that's how close we've gotten over the past year or so. Good luck. I strap in. It's gonna be fun. See if I have like witty comebacks. If not, I'm just gonna roll with it. <laughs> you gotta roll with it. Um, Try Grace Espana too. Like, why are people not watching it? What What do we have to do to make people watch this show? I don't know. It's such a good. Honestly, let's. I'm gonna just say it. It's one of the best franchises of Drag Race. I agree. Um, and the fact that folks aren't like watching it to like yeah. it's like. It has so much, so much potential to be like everyone's favorite, but people are just not batting an eye to it. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I really um, think people are being silly, not watching it. But what do I know? Now, who do you, who are some of your favorites on the season? So right now, I am living for Van Dash. She's uh-huh. given it to me. It's a, it's, I don't know. It's so, it's so, I think for me, it's her looks. Not the chin strap. It is the chin strap. It, ah! it, it is. The oh, chin no. Strap. I know. I know. They're probably going to get to the point where they're like, stop it. Um, yeah. But she is my, she's my front runner right, right now. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, I have some drag news of the week to share before we dive into Drag Race España. First off, Drag Race season 14. We're getting to the end. And big news. $50,000 more in the prize. That's it. That's all you could afford. They're being cheap out here. <laughs> and 50000 for the runner up. Bibi's Harbonnet is pissed. I mean, t- you know, this, where's Candy, Candy Muse being like, where my money at? <laughs> Candy Muse doesn't deserve any money. Well, that's that. We I said my piece on that podcast last year. Um, <laughs> robbed bullshit. Um, yeah, I just think this is ridiculous um i just hope they up the other prizes you know for the next show that happens in the in the u.s that's coming this summer let's see because i think they can afford more money than that yeah we should be at this point with inflation at this rate 
why this <laughs> why why this money mm-hmm. ain't um three hundred fifty thousand dollars? Yeah, yeah, they they need some more. Um, drag is drag ain't cheap. It's expensive. The other bit of news, a little heartbreaking for me because it, it, it they did not call me, but we're getting a new franchise, Drag Race Sweden. We just expanding out here, aren't we? I I I'm I'm excited. I love Swedish things. I love IKEA. I love ABBA. I like Swedish fish. Um, Robin is great. I think Sweden is a great place. I love blonde twinks. Give me lots of those. Why I'm not the host of Drag Race Scandinavia so I can have an entire pit crew of blonde twinks? That's a travesty. We'll we'll figure it out. I will if they need me to consult. I'm here for it. But. I'm excited. I did hear something funny on, I read something funny on Twitter. Swedish about, chef is the, is the head judge. Wait, what? The Swedish chef is the head judge. Wait, really? What? No, I'm kidding. Do you oh, know who the Swedish chef, chef is? I don't. From Muppets. Okay. Minus that and that going right over my head. Um, the fact that uh, I was laughing on Twitter because someone said if there is not a build an Ikea set challenge, then we done did it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I've shared, I, I, I might've shared this on the podcast at some point, you know, 451 episodes. I've said a lot of things, um, but I uh, have said a brilliant idea for a game show. Uh, you're, you're familiar with supermarket sweep, right? Yep. Ikea sweep. You go through Ikea, you have to um, go find things. And then the final challenge is you and your actual partner have to build an Ikea piece together. If you don't break up, you win. Oh. Ooh, testing the, the love limits right there. Right? The amount of times I've fought with people who I'm not even dating over <laughs> Ikea furniture, is it, it, they break people up. I may, be, I may be that person where if I'm building furniture... I might accidentally break it and be like, well, it broke itself. Oh my God. Oh no. Okay. So I will never let you build any furniture. You can sit and watch and look pretty. Yes. I'll do that. I'll do that. That's perfect. (laughs) All right. Let's dive into this episode. Samantha is speechless. Drag race is insane to her. The judges have given her two opportunities to prove herself and she knows that they believe in her. The queens are going to mourn the loss of Ariel and equate it to the elimination of Drag Volcano. And I'm like, one, y'all were bitches to her. And two, she was not that impressive. Mm-hmm. What, what, why are we warning her? Anyway, what Setless is really trying to say is that anyone can be eliminated. Or as I like to break it down further, the basic app bitch knocks out the drag queen. <laughs> God, Samantha, what is her problem? I don't know why she's funny but um i've seen better drag at drag wars mm-hmm. yeah no i i can agree with that i i think she yeah she gives the comedy she's not giving it to me though for, yeah. for looks and things like that so not at all well diamante is about to be the voice of reason when talking about the lip sync she says it's important how uh you should look while you're lip syncing as she is pissed off about samantha winning, doing the same thing week after week. But according to Samantha, all she did was show improv humor and how to put on a show. But really, she just stripped her drag off because she's just not good at lip syncing. 
She came in with the facts. She came in with the facts. <laughs> yeah. Estrella will come to Samantha's defense and say she couldn't take her eyes off of her, but Diamante preferred Ariel. Comedy prefers comedy. Basic prefers basic. Just the facts of life. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hota in confessional is going to shade her enemy, Diamante, and say that all she can do is fall on her ass. To be fair, we haven't seen her lip sync aside from her talent show, which she did fall on her ass from a height. That's true. I mean, she was like, we saw it. I'm not going to let it go. (laughs) Sharon is congratulated for her challenge win. She is happy, but she knows there are many weeks ahead. It's time to focus. Anything can happen in this competition. It is war. All right. It's a new day and we love a coordinated entrance unless it's weird. And this was weird. Uh, welcome to the Drag Race España petting zoo. What animal would you be? An owl. An owl? Okay, yeah. interesting. Um, I, I I said you would be a koala. Do I give koala vibes? I, a little bit. Um, I mean, as, as everyone knows, like they're all cute and cuddly, but they're dangerous and likely have chlamydia. <laughs> I told you that was the joke I messaged you. I was like, I, I have it. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm dying. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know your history. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. You don't have to disclose it. It was an easy joke because when I learned that uh, Koalas had chlamydia, I was like, how and why? Yeah. Um, good news on my side. Uh, never had it. So we get Great. it. Great. No, but Koalas are cute and cuddly. I feel like you're cute and cuddly. When I can yeah. be. Yeah. And, and when you're dangerous, when you want to be. Exactly. All right. Well, in this zoo, Jota is a chicken, Estrella is a pig, Marina is a swan. It's really a nut house. Um, I got nothing. Yeah, they I tried. I didn't know how to process that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the girls miss Ariel as she was apparently their favorite detergent. How will they wash their dirty clothes without her? I don't know what that meant. And again, I was like, what are we not seeing? This is gross. <laughs> Jurizi is sad to lose her because, well, she finds her a little cute. So now Jurizi is a little less bi. Um, she's a lesbian, but she's bi. Who knows? You learn new things about yourself in the show. Now, Supreme arrives without an alarm. She's wearing a very loud pink suit with pink shoes and a green shirt. So we are leaning very heavily in the promo colors, and I hate it. Wait, you hated it? I loved it. I, was, I hate I green and pink. Green and pink hurt my brain. Um, I had to, t- when I took my design class, my freshman year of college, um, one project we had to do was design using the three ugliest color, co- like together. And I was the one who got it like correct in the class. It's green, pink, and brown. Any like iteration of the three of them, they are three colors that should not go together. Oh, mm-hmm. now, the more, you know, um, and I was like, this is just loud and ugly, but I miss the rainbow. I want her to go back to the rainbow. I was going to say, like, Miss Visage would have been pissed to see that green shirt. Oh, though. I know, right? It was loud. <laughs> well, for this week's mini challenge, they have five minutes to get into quick drag. That's barely enough time to open even their makeup kits. But they're going to put on their makeup caps. And when they return to Supreme, she reveals a face and hole. Yes, that's right. Their face is going to go in a hole because they are playing El Gran Juego de la Loca. This is inspired by a TV show of the same name. Are you familiar with it? I am not. This is some Spaniard Spanish show that has never made it to my television. (laughs) But apparently they all loved it. So what they're going to do is they're going to put their face in this gay ass goose as the pit crew will cream pie them. 
Um, a typical Friday night for Jeremy Torres. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, I had to do it. You know, how Spilling many times have you been on the show? Spilling I got I got a <laughs> spilling my tea everywhere, right? <laughs> I know, right? Um, but let's be honest, this was just an ad for addicted underwear. They were really going deep into those close-up shots. They were. And Jerigi thought they were the bulges were fake. Um, <laughs> is there anyone out there who would like to volunteer to find out for us? Um, I volunteer for tribute. Um there you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so essentially, we are going to hear Supreme give them well-known phrases, and they have to complete the phrase. I don't know how some of them translate to Spanish, but let's just say some of these kids are um, either fooling us or fooling them because it's all bad. It's all a fucking mess. It is. <laughs> um, it was. I was like, uh... <laughs> yeah. So if they get it right, they get a kiss. If they get it wrong, egg on their face. We're going to start off with Marina's phrase is familiarity breeds. She says experience it wrong. It's disappointment. She's cream pie. I didn't know that one in English. So I didn't, at first I was like, okay, maybe that's right. But then Hota gets absence makes the heart grow. And she says, what? The answer is fonder. But wait, 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 wait. Here's a thesis. The subtitles are not what the phrases are. As what Supreme says is no es más grande el que más albulta, which translates to the one that bulks the most is not bigger. How do those work? Those do not make any sense together. They are not even the same kind of proverb. <laughs> I, yeah. I think this is where the translation was off on this episode. I was like, this makes, this is not, this is not vibing. What am I not getting from this? Like maybe whoever was hired to translate was like, I don't know what they're doing. So they're just putting proverbs in there and hoping like the dumb white Americans like myself would go along with it and be like, I'm learning Spanish. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm no basic high school Spanish. That did not work at all. Yeah. I don't know. And then our dear friend of the podcast, Amanda Masker, is like, I didn't know if there's problems because she watches it in Spanish. So she doesn't see the, um, the, the subtitles. But yeah, it was very off. And um, at this point, I'm just going to share if they got it right or wrong because maybe they're not a direct translation for some of these phrases. But yeah, I'm hella confused. Setless doesn't have to bend down to get her face in the hole, which I thought was very funny. How tall is she? I have no clue. She's probably your height. I feel like a good five, 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 six. Yeah, probably. Uh, she gets it wrong and gets cream pie and she enjoyed it. Samantha is up. She is wrong. Cream pie her. Jodiji and her pretty face are next. Will she get a cake bukkake as Sharon says? Nope. It's a kiss for her. Um, and I don't think I ever want to hear Sharon say bukkake again. Yeah. Nope. Same. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Sharon is there and she's not as smart as she looks. She gets cream pied. Vanity does turn and she'll take the cake and the kiss, but ultimately she will get cream pied. Onyx at her terrible face gets a kiss because she likes to read and she knows a lot of proverbs. Diamante is up and she is correct. Estrella's turn and the subtitles want it to be it ain't over till the fat lady sings. And I thought that was just rude because again, that's not what the translation was. Mm -hmm. Are they just calling her fat? I... Yeah. Yeah, it's that's how they slid it in. They slid it in anyway. She got cream pie in the face. It's time for round two, and why not? Because this this challenge is so ridiculous. Jurigi gets hers wrong, Onyx gets hers right, and Diamante gets it right. We have two winners, Onyx and Diamante, and they're going to win a selection of 
Ferrero products for face care valued at 800 euros. I don't know what that translates to in dollars. Uh, Jeremy does a nice Google search. Um, <laughs> yeah, what is it? What is the yeah. translation? Yeah, so 800 euros is oh, about almost 900 US dollars. Jesus Christ! How mm-hmm. much face crap do you need? I, I, I didn't know how, well, one, I wonder if it's like, you know, some of these products be like, face cleanser 70 bucks that's fair that's fair i mean i do subscribe to the the gospel that it's sunday riley that shit is good Ooh. oh my god because i so i got that as a uh, product tester first uh so i got like the first like two things for free and then i was like i, I this is great my face has never been better and then i looked at 65 dollars like <gasps> yeah that's how i feel about my my um the fact that like my moisturizer and a serum are like two separate prices, I'd be like, why is one eighty and one seventy five? Someone makes sense. <laughs> All right. Well, in addition, they will have an advantage in the next maxi challenge, but more on that in a moment. Music is going to play, and the queens know exactly what is about to happen. They will be partaking in a challenge inspired by the early two thousand show, uh, Patricia's Diary, another Spanish show. Are you familiar with that one? Nope. Yep. Uh, the show is known for its outrageous stories. Think Jerry Springer and Maury. Um, in this Maxi Challenge, they are going to be recreating some of those outrageous tales. As the winners of the mini challenge, Onyx and Diamante will determine who will be starring in each case and what roles they will play. That is a lot of power. Especially for this mini challenge win. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, this is a comedy and improv challenge, and Sharon loves being given a character and just throwing herself into the part. But who will be playing the role of Patricia? Well, a, a star, of course, but we'll see Supreme later. And the special guest judge this week is Eduardo Casanova. He is a Spanish actor and director. Uh, and when he's not in like club kid drag, he's actually kind of hot. Right. I did the Instagram search on him and I said, oof. I was like, why would you blow yourself? I'm sorry, blew yourself. Um, he's very cute, very handsome. I hit it. Same. All right, let's determine the teams. Onyx and Diamante head over to the corner. Before we start with that, Onyx is wearing a Philadelphia Eagles jersey, and I was just confused. Of all the teams, of all the sports, Philadelphia Eagles? He was like, I'm not going to wear a Barcelona shirt. (laughs) So strange. Well, the first scene is about an omelet, and there are onions, and I'm like, what in the hell is happening in Spain? Uh, The second scene is about a drag paternity test, which sounds juicy. And finally, the third scene is only flans. And that one, well, we'll be discussing in detail later. Um, Just based on the prompts, which one would you want to be a part of? The last one, the only, yeah. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. Yeah. Well, Onyx knows picking teams is a double-edged sword. She has to be careful. But Diamante wants the omelet scene and wants to play the omelet. Onyx wants the only flans and will be playing the role of Toby. Again, more on that role later. Uh, let's just determine who's where. Diamante wants Estrella, uh, so she knows she will be the best and wants her on her team. She does not want to work with Marina. Neither does Onyx, so she's going to be on team paternity test. They're also going to throw Venedita, Jota, and Setless on the, that team as they are the leftovers. Diamante is using the power to her advantage for her own benefit, as she should. This ain't Supreme Deluxe's best friend race. It's not. It's not. 
But let's reveal the roles. Playing the Spanish omelet is the Amante. White onion is Estrella, and red onion is Sharon. In drag paternity test, we have Goya Porta, played by Setless. Amapola is Marina. Maria Conchita is the polygraph technician, and that's Benedita. And Golfo Persicia is Jota. And finally, and only Flans, we have Amaranta is Samantha, and Anita is Rigi, and Toby is Onyx. Everyone seems content with their parts, and Marina can't tell if Onyx and Diamante were just being strategic, but it's time to surprise everyone. I think the teams were fine. The leftovers knew they were leftovers. Yeah, Um, but I think once we, like, get into, like, how they went, I think I'd be like, was it strategic? Let's find out. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So they're going to break off into teams and gossip uh, a little bit about each other. What do they really think of the teams? Hota thinks Diamante's team has the two comedians. That team thinks all the teams are split up evenly. Setless has apparently nicknamed everyone on Onyx team, and they are as follows. Pacoyo is Jurigi, Voldemort is Samantha, and Nesferatu is Onyx. Um, she says at least Nesferatu will slay as she thinks she's hilarious. I was like, wow, are these derogatory terms? Or are we, we, I mean, obviously we already heard the Voldemort joke. Um, and Pocoyo is, I guess, a Spanish, or not Spanish, just a European cartoon character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We love nicknames. Do you have a nickname? Jer Bear. Jer Bear? Oh, no. Here it goes. That's 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 it. I'm calling you <laughs> Jer Bear now. Who, who coined that one? Um, my friends in undergrad. Uh, because Naturally, I was so sweet. But, like, I'm sweet. And then, again, I can not be so- sweet. Jer Bear and I called you a koala. It's all making sense. See, <laughs> I know you so well now. All right. They discussed that Team Omelette is very strong, but Diamante might be overshadowed by them despite her wanting to be with those team players. But Team Omelette knows it will be a tough challenge as it is their first actual challenge, but Estrella believes they have strong enough strengths on their team to do really well. And that's on that. Let's head to the set. So the theme song plays and it's supreme as Patricia and we love a host who will actually partake and act in a challenge. Right. She doing more than mm-hmm. some other judges be doing. Yep. Ready for my shade. She yep. looks so much fucking younger as a brunette. Also, she does costume changes. The bitch is committed. <laughs> she she is she was she was ready she was like i'm the judge i'm also the star i gotta do i gotta pull me off let's discuss each scene and our thoughts because well i have a lot i've got i got a lot of opinions team spanish omelet diamante enters as a spanish omelet and that costume is not a brock ally at all um they did her dirty and that hair was terrible all of the above not a brock ally it was the fact that, you know, omelet, and I did not see omelet. I saw pizza. <laughs> I don't even know what it was. It was like marbleized. I was like, I'm not eating that. Right. No pass. <laughs> it was gross. She's going to start off very sad, and there was just nowhere for her to go. In improv, you have to start neutral and then go somewhere. Yep. But the discussion is that with an onion, she's not the star, and she wants to be eaten by herself. And yes, this is the plot that they're going with. I was like, maybe she's not the one you want to start the scene off with. Mm-hmm. White Onion arrives, and Estrella is camp as all hell. 
Like she's got a necklace made of onions. Um, and then she's going to sit on the omelet. She's got black shit coming out of her mouth. And I have mm-hmm. literally no idea what's happening. I I was like, so I was like, what's going on? You know, take but a, I what's couldn't on? stop watching. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the story turns to Diamante telling the story of how she was a star, but not around white onion. And all Australia has to do is give a one liner about being stir fried. And like, she's taken over the scene. Right. She's very she, funny. She she knew the assignment. She said, mm-hmm. improv, we got you. Diamante thinks she's doing well, but she is not smart at improv. Then we're going to have the red onion arrive. And Sharon is playing this super old and she has an onion necklace too. Um, these are real onions. And we'll get to that in a moment, but I don't like onions on their own. Oh, mm-hmm. I like put it in something and they're fine, but like, I don't like raw onions. Oh no. That's like, why would anyone eat raw onions? Right. Um, so Sharon arrives. She has no idea what is happening because Australia looks like she's in a zombie movie with the black crap. But now the story is about how white onion is keeping Spanish omelet to herself. And I was like, how did we get here? Did Diamante screw up the scene with her monologues? What is the story? Now, when it gets to red onion throwing shade at white onion, it's all about her dry pubes. And I'm like, Diamante is out of her league. Mm-hmm. The two of them were able to go back and forth, and she was just lost. I, this they were funny. They were really able to take what they saw, observational humor, and make it work for the scene. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that you know they could, the other person couldn't keep up. Right, and at that point, let the comedians take over. Yep. Um, I love that White Onion breaks down being called Michelle instead of Beyonce because that's hilarious. Um, but you know what? I love Michelle's music. Um, Say Yes is a brilliant song. We love it. All of a sudden, White Onion's going to have a convulsion, and then she's going to eat one of her onions, and this is going to cause the pit crew, who was not going to do it once the onion entered that mouth, to give her mouth to mouth. You saw him almost walk away, but he knew he was not getting paid if he not did not do what the actor wanted him to do. Yep. I think there was the case of say yes, you know. (laughs) Yes, and. Yep. And I was just Um, thrown off. I was like. Now, I don't know if this was in character, if Diamante was just jealous, but she wants mouth to mouth, too. And she has a little breakdown. And Estrella is now on her second onion. It's disgusting, especially when it was dripping out of her mouth. But anything for comedy, right? It was so bizarre. But I feel like we have our own versions of these these sketches on Drag Race US. Maybe like the, some of the things that were happening are a little more um, Spanish pop culture. I don't know. Maybe that's how other people feel when they watch our show. But there, this was bizarre. It was. But it, did it give camp? It did give camp. It sure did. <laughs> would you, for $100,000, eat a raw onion like Australia did? I would not. I'm sorry. Yeah, n- I not, not a, and she was even gagging with it. She almost gagged twice. She said it. She was like, I... <laughs> and she was committed. Like, she was committed. She sure was. All right. I thought overall they were, um, I would give them like a B. Yeah, same. Let's move over to Team Drag Fraternity Test. We are going to have a secret revealed from a drag legend, Golfa Persicia. Jota arrives in a mood, and like Diamante, she's starting at a very, very high. 
Before mm-hmm. even playing the scene, she is expecting people to arrive, and that takes away the fun of the surprises of what this show is about. But she's going to reveal that her daughter, Amapola, is not really hers. It's Poya Gorda's. Poya Gorda arrives, and Setless looks sexy, except the blue contacts. No more the blue contacts. Mm-hmm. And Hota tells us that she doesn't know why Setless is playing Latina, and I'm like, I don't know why or why not. Can anyone help me out here? It's the fact that she clocked it too. She was like, she's playing Latina. She's not paying anything else. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, okay, great. Um, I love that when Patricia tells them both to make themselves at home, Setless slaps the shit out of Hota. That would get you banned 10 years from the Oscars. I was like, the timing of this slap. Um, that hurt. But- Oh, she said it hurt. <laughs> She's like, this bitch slapped me. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, remember when RuPaul slapped Adria O'Hara? Yes. <laughs> Adria O'Hara is fine. And RuPaul didn't get banned from RuPaul's Drag Race for 10 years. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, God, I can't. Anyway, Amapola arrives and Marina looks like Tony Collette. I dare you to unsee that. She looks like Tony Collette. Um, she is pissed about the secret and she has an asthma attack. I thought her inhaler bit was funny, even though it was kind of un- under the radar here with all mm-hmm. the chaos going on. And then the diva of Spain doesn't even hug or kiss her daughter, says Amapola. Um, but looking like that, I can see why. Okay, we're, we're getting somewhere. We're, we're having some product mm-hmm. process. Um, so to resolve this, they bring out a polygraph technician. And let me tell you, I screamed with that door open and Venedita was making out with that pit crew. Like, lip, sick, smudge, and all. It was hilarious. I bet you were very jealous. I was. I think, I wonder if they, like, gave the pit crew a heads up. <laughs> um, yeah, probably. I would hope so. That's what I'm not sure. Like, obviously, they got, like, a very brief outline of the sketch. So I don't know how much of that was her or what was um, told to them. I have a feeling based on judging, that was all her. Mm-hmm. It was very funny. Um, so maybe polygraph is different there than it is here, but it was a paternity test because she picks up the hair to determine the daughter through hair fibers. Isn't a polygraph test about lying? <laughs> it is. <laughs> What did I miss here? Do they not know what a polygraph is? I think I think it got I think it got lost in translation. I I think so. I hope so. Because I was like, this is not the same. Or like their version of like their improv was like totally off of what they thought they were doing. Right. Well, Venedita is just showing ass. She says nothing and she's hilarious. She really created a very strong character. Uh, while we wait for the results, Setless and Hota are having a conversation that leads to kissing and slobbering. And well, it's just like last season the improv challenge. When in doubt, make out. And we know how that fared. I know. It it I did feel a sense of this scene being, I mean, all three, but like very chaotic. I was like, what the fuck? Oh my god, yeah. Um, is that how you are with a passionate night with a lover? With, like yeah. Hota and um Setless? Yeah, messy, yeah. <laughs> Also, uh, Celeste was not wearing panties. I don't know if you clocked that, but when her legs were out, I was like, there are no panties there. Marina has no idea what was happening, so she's going to fake a panic attack with her character. Um, the results are revealed that the true mother is neither of them. Um, 
Benedita's character is the father. Cruel. Sweet. <laughs> D minus. Yeah, it was this not. This is bad. You, you're being nice. That's an F. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they this clearly was a group of leftovers. Um, none of them are really comedians. I'm not going to say they're not actors because I think Benedita did a great job. Um, but I wouldn't say she's a laugh out loud comedian mm-hmm. uh, in this in the way that Estrella is. Um, she she was lucky that she didn't really have to interact with the other three. She oh, very, very very lucky. All right, let's move on to our last one. It is only Flans. Amaranta is a homemaker and widow, and Samantha is looking like an old dominatrix. Those heels, I thought she was about to fall over. They were almost as big as she was. Yep. <laughs> oh my god now she has been working as a dominatrix since her husband died and he didn't leave her a penny she doesn't like her job as she says she is dry as the desert after being passed around so much nubby night no. <laughs> ah! i was gonna say there are a lot of twinks in hell's kitchen who know that story yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> pass around bottoms um so she lives at home with elanita her daughter who is always in her room um Jurigi looks cute, but I hate those bottom lashes. I know that's part of her character and her her vintage charm, but I just don't like them. Mm-hmm. Very distracting. Uh, we are going to reveal what Elenita does in her room, and she has an only flans. Um, if you enjoyed this decadent dessert before, it's over now. Um, do you have an OF and only flans? I sure do. <laughs> Oh my God, of course you do. Uh, Listen, we're not going to kink shame on this program. Food is a kink for some people, but rubbing flan all over, that was a lot to take in. I know. And flan is like, okay, that, okay. I love eating flan, but like in moderation because it's like, it's custard. And it's also like, yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Seeing that was like, yep. Mm, Oh. And Um, it has an odd texture. Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so Jureji tells us that she doesn't understand what Samantha is doing and thinks it might be the latex crushing her vital organs. I was like, that's a funny line. She's, she's growing on me. Elenita will tell her mother that she wants to follow in her footsteps, but Samantha forgets that the first rule of improv is yes. And she kept telling her no. And I understand the instinct of that in the normal situation, but if you want funny, you got to go with it. And she was mm-hmm. not going with it. Yep. But it's time to meet Elenita's best payer. It's Toby, and Toby is a pup. Onyx comes out in all fours, dresses on animation. I thought that was funny, but I was shocked that there wasn't like a pup mask. I know, same. I was like, what? Did no one provide them? Like, you should have let them borrow yours. I know, like, I have a closet full. <laughs> um, yeah. Once Onyx arrived, the scene really got off the rails, and Samantha had no idea what to do in the situation. Dreezy is just subtle, and Onyx was just humping things. Mm-hmm. And then we get the flan demo, and I felt bad for that poor PA who had to clean up that mess. Yeah, it was... Rue would never get involved, but Supreme did. I know, <laughs> right? Supreme got all into that flan. Supreme, Supreme was committed. <laughs> I can't believe they wasted all that delicious food. I eat it. I really could have ate it. Yeah, they all could have ate it part of their like little meals that they get. Right. <laughs> um, am I going to be able to eat flan the same ever again? Absolutely not. 
It's just like bananas after last season. I can't do it. And this season after last week and the fucking gross ass banana that um, Samantha almost chowed down. Oh my, the, the, the sweet banana the, that just like. <laughs> yeah, the brown one. Oh, gross. Um, this team, I would give like a C minus. C, yeah. Somewhat better than yeah team before but what i will say is i like this challenge better than last season's it was very reminiscent of like bossy rossi and allows the queens to show up their fun side but it was a lot of insanity it just needed to be reined in and and this is a thing to learn you're going on the show learn how to improv yep i mean right it's also part of you know that drag race journey right how Mm -hmm. we how are you gonna grow from one episode to the next exactly all right, it's elimination day, and this time the coordinated entrance is they're all zombies. Estrella says they are all zombies when they arrive at 6 a.m. That is terrible if that's their actual call time. How do you get into character, into drag at 6 in the fucking morning? I mean, I'll find out um, from my friends who go to DragCon when they have to get up at like 4, but um, yeah, crazy. Like the earliest I've seen someone, get, I mean, yeah around like 6 30 7 in the morning for an early gig and the energy is like i'm so tired like just want to that's when i say just tattoo your face on your face <laughs> well it's time to discuss the challenge and diamante says as a group they worked together exactly as she thought they would she shares that while she did get what she wanted they when they were picking teams she just wanted to save her own ass Marina will tell her that she was the laziest of the three of her team. Now she says she knew she was the weakest of the team, but it was the best team. Of course, Setless is like, as long as they judge the teams, you're going to be fine. Now Marina is going to share that the drag aesthetic um, that of the artistic side comes from her grandmother. She liked to sing on the radio. So Hoda is going to try to one up her and say that her great grandmother went on tour with Lola Flores. Estrella thinks that she has a great imagination and is a prodigy when it comes to making things up. She's not buying the story. Uh, are you familiar with Lola Flores? I am not. I am not. Neither am I. We're, we're learning things together here. Right. When we get to the movies, we'll see if we know any of these. Um, so Hoth is going to share that her great-grandmother went on tour with um, Lola Flores in Japan and Latin America and was given a manila shawl that belonged to Lola. Did she bring it? Of course, it's time for show and tell. Holt is going to return with the shawl, and Australia's like, that is a year and a half old and never belonged to Lola Flores. She doesn't believe it was hers, as Lola's were much bigger and more detailed. Interesting. Why do we keep this in the show? Are we going to hear more about it later on the season? I don't know. Very strange. Or are we just setting Hota up for, to look like a fool? I think we might be. I, I, I don't like her. I thought I was going to like her, but I'm not buying her. Oh, I've been getting so many, like, even with friends talking about, like, who have watched it or, like, I don't like them. They really yeah. just give me the not the energy that I need. Yeah. All right. Well, Venedita and Sharon are going to have a personal chat as they are the seasoned veterans of the group. Venedita asks how Sharon's career has gone and if she has lost any passion over time. Venedita shares that she's had moments where she has wanted to give up. But Sharon says they've all had moments when you don't get much work and you get discouraged, but the work you have is when you should be having fun according to others. She says that drag has allowed her to do things that other people don't get to do. She shares that her father had Alzheimer's for 13 years and she had to figure out a bureaucratic elements with the doctors. She took the time to be with him. She auditioned for an international tour, but ultimately turned it down because she knew it was her final years with her dad. 
She knew it was the right decision and it was her way to say goodbye. And I wish I got that chance when my dad passed, but not everyone gets that opportunity. She reveals that her dad died the day of gay pride on June 28th. He passed on a significant day because it took him a while to accept her at the beginning, but he left her a clear message passing on that day. They now share that day together and they will always remember that day for both of them. I thought this was a really sweet story. Very sweet. I almost started crying watching it. I was like, yeah, the tears, the tears. Yeah, it was it was really sweet because obviously we're being set up here to see Sharon as a very um, uh, maternal, very, very um, old soul um, who, who's experienced a lot, but mm-hmm. doesn't let any of that get to her. So when she does open up, it's, it, it is a sweet, tender moment. Yeah. Um, and I feel like everyone has a similar situation where they've had a, a parent um, go through something, whether they've lost them or they've, or they've survived, whatever it is. And, and it, it, it is it is touching. It is touching to hear her say that even with that going on, she knew that it was more important to take a break than miss those, those moments. It, um, yeah, it, it really hit my heart. It hit my heart real hard. Yeah, it did. I mean, cause I, I, I still remember the last chance I could have said goodbye to my dad. And I, I, I missed that opportunity. I was focused on something else. And I still regret it. I still live in regret, but got to honor him in other ways. Mm-hmm. All right, let's head to the runway. Let's meet our judges. Supreme is back in gray and that yellow caftan is a lot of fabric. And I was like, we were doing so well. We have the hobbies, Anna Locking and Eduardo Casanova in full blue glitter face and bears. Um, I would like you to interpret this look for me, please. I can't. I really can't. It, yeah. Um, it's very club kid. That took a lot of um, determination to blue yourself and your hair. Big fat liars is what I'm getting by. <laughs> oh, wow. What a throwback. <laughs> Damn. Yes, yes, yes. God, Frankie Munez. What a person. He existed. He did. He did. You know, if he didn't have short-term memory loss, he would remember everything he did. But it's true. Um, so the category is Pedro Amadovor's leading ladies. And in honor of the runway, we are gonna play leading lady or supporting supporting role. Are you familiar with Pedro's arsenal of Spanish flicks? I am not. So it was just a lot of it was just like, okay, we're we're learning. <laughs> Um, I, I, I'm not, what I've realized is I'm not a huge movie person. I, I, I'm not, um, I was watching the CNN documentary, the movies, and it goes for like each decade. And I was like, damn, I have not seen most of these movies. Am I uncultured? Maybe. So I'll, I'll watch them eventually. Right. I mean, I look at like what the, the movies get nominated for Oscars and things like that or the okay. Academy Awards, and I'm just like, I have never heard of this movie. Where yeah. is it at? Like, who has access to watch this? Exactly. Um, like, and if it's boring, the first 30 minutes, I'm probably not going to finish watching. <laughs> That's fair. All right, let's go through them. We are going to start with Drag Setless, hated by Miss Claudia Suarez. She's taking on Tilda Swinton in The Human Voice. 
with that giant velvet tent of a dress. Um, the garment itself could be a recreation, but she did drag it up with the axe and the canister um, and all those stones all over the place. For me, it was a very safe look. There was nothing too special about it, but it worked based it, on the reference we did see. It worked. Um, I think my only thing is I just carry that axe in your hand. I, don't, I, didn't, need it, I didn't need it as a headpiece, but it, it gave yeah. me very safe. It was like, it's not like, wow, something brand new I haven't seen before. Right. Yeah, it, it, I think that it was in the hair because of drag, um, but it didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a leading lady. Leading lady. The audience, 73% leading lady, 27% supporting role. Next up, Astrea Extravaganza, look by Atelia Garmala, dentures by Etienne Barcelona, nose by Yisti, hair by Excess Liquid. Uh, with the rope and the bandana and all that gingham, she is paying homage to the movie Kika. Uh, the prosthetic nose, the teeth, that's it. That's the story here. The look is not high fashion or couture, but it's pure camp tribute, and I loved it. She is committed to comedy, and you cannot deny that she is good at it. I think what's hard to see is her as a potential winner because she is so opposite of Carmen Ferrala, but I'm telling you, this bitch can go all the way. I think she can go all the way. I'm So for me, for the look, right, was gave me camp. Did it give me like elevated fashion? No, but it worked. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because also seeing her in the, that acting challenge, that improv challenge right before, I'm just like, oh, so she knows what she's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Cabo says the idea of the onion as an Andalusian woman is incredible. She came in with a clear idea and executed it perfectly. Ambrosi says they are falling in love with her day by day, challenge by challenge. He says she is a joy to watch. Eduardo says he thought she was incredible and she did something complex and everything was a joke, even the parts that didn't make sense. I might be biased here, but I'm really falling in love with her as well. So I'm going to give her a leading lady. Leading lady. The audience, 45% leading lady, 55% supporting role. Samantha Valentine's, no designers listed. She is paying homage to Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. I have not seen that movie, but I know the music from the musical. Did you know it was a musical? I did not. Patti Lapone is in it, and Sherry Renee Scott and Laura Benanti. Um, I think Justin Guarini was in it also. Uh, it was a major flop. Oh, okay. That's why. Major okay. flop. Um, this is the best she's looked all season. She just needed a stronger reveal. It was very haphazard and didn't shock because it took too long to happen. She needs some tips from her drag twin, Holly Box Springs. She does. She does. Could she have dragged it up? Certainly. But this is a big step for the bitch. But that second wig was terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, oof. oof. Oh, it was terrible. It yeah, was bad. I, I was, this, mm, mm. I have so nope. many things about this look. I'm just, it's no. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I want to I hear the look. I want to hear it. I don't know. I was just, I think the judges said it. It looked like, you know, obviously, you know, you're giving uh, like homage to, the actress in the movie and the film. It was just so store-bought. Yep. Um, at the wise words of um, RuPaul, I don't want to see no effing H&M. Um, <laughs> you stole my joke I was going to use, but you know, you can have that. I've ribbed you enough this episode. You can have that one. But they no, you're H&M. right. They gave H&M for, like, I can buy this off the rack. And Absolutely. Hello. 
it's not even fitted to what I needed to be as drag, right? Ambrosi says there was a lot of chaos. Calvo says it needed a concept and it was hard to follow what the scene was supposed to be about. Anna says on the runway, she really liked the reveal, but the looks fell short as they looked like they could have been bought in a storm. She really thought they could be dragged up. Eduardo says that she has so much of it, but that she can't control. He compares her to Harry Potter in the first movie as she has to find her wand and discover where it takes her because she has it in her. And she was about to crack up because they call her Voldemort. <laughs> and he they had no idea I, was, that, I thought that was very funny but uh yeah it's supporting role i can't i can't bitch yep. supporting role audience 30 percent leading lady 70 percent supporting role venedita von dash look by antonio velasco graffiti by zet graf hair by hair by stea she is taking on the movie bad education the initial look is sexy and mysterious but you know she's got something more that reveal holy fuck that is an airbrush buddy on sequin sequin yes it's a katsu made a sequin but it's airbrushed this was a serve it was i my jaw dropped when i saw that reveal and i said who like at first i was like okay it's just a katsu but then when you get into it and see that it's sequin i was like how the fuck did that happen Mm -hmm. um i just want to know if it was two-way sequin Ooh. That's a whole different story because, like, who would know? Like, what could have, I? I love two way sequin. I gotta stop with it. It's so <laughs> relaxing, though. Oh my god, I have a pillowcase with uh, two way sequin. It is so relaxing. Oh, it's so nice. But anyway. I was, I was, this was so impressive. Yeah, it was. It made a well statement. Done. It made a statement. Mm-hmm. And it was sexy without being overtly sexual. Mm hmm. That's good drag. Calvo says she didn't need to say a word to crack them up. Before she entered, she had a joke and a character that worked. And the look was a wow moment. She went from fiction to reality. Ambrosi says she was iconic and says there is something unforgettable about her. Anna asks how she did a nude illusion. And she says they took a matte sequin fabric and a graffiti artist painted her. Leading lady, A+. Leading lady. I I do want to know like if she didn't have that how elevated this would even even be more if she just got rid of that but it's her aesthetic i know i know i know that's 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 my trouble here it's my trouble because it's not a full-on beard but it's still a beard and she's still technically a bearded queen even Mm -hmm. though all it is is i don't want to contour yep but she's still gonna drag she oh definitely oh definitely it's a leading lady leading lady Audience, 83% leading lady, 17% supporting role. Diamante Mary Brown, no designers listed. She is going with the skin I live in. I cannot, I will not, I will not allow anyone to change my mind. I get that the, the look is basic, but it is fucking awful. She is wearing an Alyssa Edwards sheet mask that is falling the fuck off. You can see in the reference photo that the face mask is made of plastic. Why couldn't we do that here? She should have been in the bottom just for how terrible this runway was. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. I, th- that was my biggest pet peeve. I was like, if you're going to recreate the this mask, I don't need it to be a flimsy piece of paper or like a face mask that you put on overnight. I needed to make it plastic, make it metal, you know, do something. Terrible. And, 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 and slitting the neck for a blood reveal no they were eating up the blood reveal i 
I maybe the blood reveal would be more for me more impactful or like I would have like gagged over it if that mask was different because I was like you gave away the illusion was gone for me yeah mm, terrible Caldwell says the problem was she didn't have a concept or a character. Eduardo said it wasn't a good decision to pick the team she did as she was competing with two really funny queens. Anna says she didn't think the look was going to work at all, but she is a star on the stage and she saved it. And I'm like, interlocking, are we watching the same show? Right. <laughs> it's a supporting role. Supporting role. Audience, 31% leading lady, 79% supporting role. Sharon, here by Sharon. Well, if you were wondering about her age, she just aged herself. This is an homage to high heels. Uh, it's very simple and basic. She got the color story right. The hair is obviously much better. Could it have been dragged up more? Probably. Yeah, I think for me, it could have been more drag. I think the making aging herself, yeah, she hit it. Um, uh, the outfit, maybe at least what I'm seeing, what I've been seeing so far, right? Um, a lot of these queens aren't cinching their their dresses and or outfits in the right places, or they're not cinched yeah. at all. So I'm just like, I lose the I lose the illusion of like yeah, what there's no body. Mm-hmm. Calvo says you need a lot of talent to come up with a character. She did. Ambrosi says you can see the experience, the hard work, and the generosity. You watch Sharon as an audience member, not a judge. Eduardo says she's an incredible actress, and he would love to work with her. I just, I wanted more out of this. So for that, I'm going to get it a supporting role. Supporting role. It, it was, I know this person can do so much more. Yeah. The audience was 37% leading lady, 63% supporting role. Hota Karahota, look by Surma Designs. She is taking inspiration from the character Andrea Karakotada from Kika. She claims it's a modernized Jean-Paul Gaultier, but all I'm seeing is Uniboob. It's terrible. Yeah. It looks like an art project gone wrong. The dress itself is fine, but the breasts are the focus and they are just ruining the entire look. They even cover some of her face. Um, yeah. So like, I couldn't like see, like I I was like, what am I looking at? Uh, I'm only seeing chess. And for me, obviously, if I were to give this outfit a mod, like a modification, I was like, you don't need all that. Like, I don't need all that exposure of your chest. We can reduce that in size. I'm going to see more of your face. Because you have the face and the hair, the outfit is down. You just like blocked it all with, or distracted it all with that. Yeah, it didn't even look good. Calvo says the biggest problem was she wasn't listening. There was no active listening. And wrapping up an improv with kissing is how you do it if it's not going well. Anna says her look is iconic, but taking it to look like something else is a big risk. And it was a mistake to open up the breast panel. Eduardo doesn't understand the ponytail and says, if you're going to do a ponytail, do a ponytail. And he says this ponytail is like a tampax string. Shade. It's a supporting role for me. Supporting role. I mean, outfit, yeah. yeah. There's just too much going on. Too the audience, on. 62% leading lady, 38% supporting role. Clearly, some people didn't watch the show. Jereji <laughs> the Klee, uh, no designers listed. I gasped. She looks sensational. Absolutely stunning. She's recreating Penelope Cruz in Broken Embraces. Uh, Jerizi can do vintage sex, but this is modern sex. The curves are just right. The gold hugs every curve. The hair is spot on. She looked like a movie star. She did. I, yeah. You, you know, know what I'm talking about leading ladies. This was it. 
you know what her okay this is just i don't like comparing queens with other queens um because i don't like doing that but her face was giving me like pheromone like yeah. in this i was like i'm i'm actually living for this like subtle look like yeah. it was drag it, and she also... is really like a porcelain doll yep exactly it just just shines in such a gorgeous way it's a leading lady leading lady for me 95 percent leading lady five percent sporting role marina look by agogo hair by ruben marmol she's inspired by a character from the skin i live in now you've been hearing me say that i want things to be dragged up in this challenge well marina ruined that rule for me uh, I think the cat suit, no pun intended, was well fit and looks great on her, but it was boring as all hell. This was uninspiring, and even the exposed butt cheeks were boring. Yep. It was... <laughs> I was like, so this is what we're doing? This is what we're bringing for this? Is it Halloween? Uh, right. It was like Party City. Yeah. Party City. Could have bought this at Party City. Marina either serves looks or she's safe. And I'm just worried about her journey on this show. I'm going to give it a supporting role. Supporting role. Audience, I don't know what you're doing here. 78% leading lady, 22% supporting role. And finally, Onyx. Look by Matea Zanotti. She is doing Andrea Caracatora from Kiku when she was a cyborg lesbian queen. I think this was really fun and imaginative. We should expect things that are out of the box from Onyx. But she's also serving you a really soft beat, too. So you can't get mad that she's only relying on monster drag. She's giving mm-hmm. you diversity. Um, I really like the detailing, although there was a lot to take in. So it was hard to really digest the look. Yeah. I mean, looking at the outfit she wore to the runway post compared to what she posted on her Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Less, I would lose the jacket. I would have lost that jacket. Yeah. Yeah, didn't need it. It's a leading lady, though. Yep, leading lady. Audience, 71% leading lady, 29% supporting role. Supreme calls forward Setla, Sriji, Marina, and Onyx as they are safe, leaving Estrella, Samantha, Venedita, Jota, Sharon, and Diamante as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Let's head backstage where the safe girls are going to bring some fireworks. Marina says she thinks she's safe because of her look. When asked about her sketch, she didn't feel comfortable and she didn't connect with certain people. She will then go on and share that not many people come up to her and say, how are you? To her, she is not okay and is looking for someone to talk to. I know that feeling. I understand that. She says she spoke to Jurigi on day one, but then she stopped talking to her. Now all she does is call her gross or other negative things. She says she's upset. So what does Jurigi say? She will tell her that she is unsufferable what hold up okay how did we get here what are we not seeing i was like what is the drama going on for unsufferable that's damaging i was like what the fuck is going on in this room (laughs) dreezy will say that she didn't stop talking to marina she says hello to her along with everyone else she says she may be quiet but just don't fuck with her she tells Marina to not play the victim as it doesn't suit her. And Marina asks the victim or what? And Zerizi tells her, what was that monologue for? She says they're over it and thinks she needs to adapt. Zerizi will go on and tell her that she is draining all the energy and space. Oh, and she farts all day long. Zerizi <laughs> was just saying shit. 
I just had to say, like, she was just saying stuff. And I'm just like, now, I don't know if this is gameplay, if you're trying to get in Marina's head because she's your competition or what. I was confused. I was like, why are we not seeing this story? Like, are we going to get it next week or something? What is happening? We need a we need an untucked untucked of this. <laughs> Literally. Um, the farting, though. I don't know where that came from. I mean, like, they weren't even doing, like, bloopers or anything, you know, when they no. usually come over. So I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and it doesn't seem like Marina is that kind of person to just, like, fart? Mm-hmm. Like, if Australia did it, that's probably, like, I could see that. Marina's, like, poised and proper. I, I, I feel like she she wouldn't unless she's, like, doing those silent but deadly farts. <laughs> right. And we're literally talking about farts on Drag Race. Not the first time, not the last time. Is it better than eating bugs, though? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Onyx is going to tell them uh, to talk it out when things are calmer. And yes, please continue this conversation because I'm hella confused. I need more. Um, the tops and bottoms are going to return. And Samantha's like, again, it's routine. She just didn't come here to lip sync. Diamante says she knew it was a risk to work with Australia and Sharon, and it didn't pay off for her. They saw her as lost and defined, and she thinks she will be lip syncing. Hope does share that they hold her group, uh, told her group it was a mess, and but she doesn't care. It is what it is. And Benedita jokes that there are a lot of women there on the verge of a nervous breakdown. I think I'm going to go watch that movie. That sounds like a fun one. I yeah, same. <laughs> the queens returned, and it is revealed that Benedita wins the week. Estrella, Sharon, and Diamante are safe, leaving Hota and Samantha as the bottom two. Do you agree? Because I sure do not. I think Estrella should have won. Um, I can see that. I could definitely see that. I think Venedita's runway was just that much stronger. I cannot believe it was Hota instead of Diamante. It should have been yeah. Diamante. That look was, was so bad. Garbage. So bad. They will be performing the theme from High Heels, Uno Año de Amor. Are you familiar with this song? I am not. I, I'm like. God damn it, Jeremy! I know I should be right. No, but like it, the songs are like tailored to like Spaniard Spanish songs that you, you don't hear it's true. It's true. Um, often over here. So like, I mean, I was looking for the emotion it was giving. Yeah. Like, like I understood the lyrics. So like but when, when they finally get to do uh, Drag Race Puerto Rico hosted by Alyssa Hunter, you'll, you'll be the expert for all, all, all the references. You know, I'm like, I need to go to that gay club Alyssa Hunter works at because yeah, fun. you do. Mm-hmm. I'll probably run into her too. All right. Well, this was a very sensual, very sexy song. And because Samantha doesn't know how to do anything else, she hams it up. Hota is bringing you passion and desire, even though she doesn't believe a word she's lip syncing about. But once Samantha removed that shake and go and put on a new wig, I was like, didn't we see what happened to Theresa May? Right. Meanwhile, on the judges panel, the Javis are starting to cry because they know that Samantha is blowing it and they have no way to save her with this performance. It's almost like they were offended that she wasn't taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. There were so much, I think they had a, yeah. I mean, I was feeling for them. They're like, you know, if you see someone that you know has a lot of potential, especially on Drag Race, right? Yeah. And they're not taking it. They're like, oh, this has to be comedy, right? And this song, didn't ever, this song wasn't meant for a comedy. No, not at all. Also, um, I discussed it last week. It's still here. Um, what is that filter or airbrushing they do on Javier Ambrosi's beard. It is so soft. 
I know. <laughs> I want that filter in real life. <laughs> I don't get it. It's like the RuPaul um, wig line filter. Mm-hmm. It's like they accidentally forget to take it off of Ambrosi when they put it on Supreme. I don't understand it. Um, but it kind of looks hot. I'm here for it. Honestly, we didn't get to see much of Hota because we needed to see Samantha change clothes and really forget what the point of a lip sync is. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eduardo may have enjoyed it, but he was only there once out of the three times she did the same Zach shtick. Yeah. In the end, three lip syncs and out. Samantha is eliminated. Hota is saved to slay another day. Samantha said the party is over, but it really was her time. Yeah, I think if you're in the bottom three weeks in a row. Oh, yeah. It's your time to go. All right. Burning questions. What is Samantha's legacy? Foolishness. That's all I got to say. Yeah, she she was fun TV. She was never going to win the show. Um, this was farther than I thought she would get. Um, but, I, you know, it, she is very similar in the realm of Arancha, where she's going to give you a specific kind of drag and you have to appreciate that. It's yeah. not meant for drag race necessarily, but she's still good at what she does. Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah. It looks like next week we got a musical um, and the hobbies are going to be not only casting, they're going to be directing and writing it apparently. Who's in danger, girl? Mm. Mm. Oh, gosh. Based on the unpredictability of RuPaul Drag Race mm-hmm. or just Drag Race in general, everyone. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm going to say, like, we're going to probably get, like, a curveball here and, and see, like, Onyx in the bottom or something and be like, no! no. Um, but yeah, I don't know who sings, who does, uh, aside from Sharon. We know she can fucking sing. And but some she, of the other girls have auto-tuned themselves in their original songs, so we'll find out! Yep, we're going to see who's bad. We're going to see who's bad. <laughs> After three episodes, the winner of the season is... I think it's... I'm... Oh, this is hard. Because I told you who my top, my, like... Your top one was. My top one was. But, you know, going through this episode and just knowing how Drag Race is unpredictable, just in general, I think Sharon has a really good good chance. I, I think Venedita's number three, Sharon's number two, Estrella's number one. They're really playing her up and, and, and not making her look foolish. Mm-hmm. Like, we have seen a lot of big queens on this show look foolish. She's getting a very good edit, and she's getting a lot of screen time. And I think all three of those folks are getting yeah. a good edit. It's not like, yeah. um, not to say, you know, that might come on later on, but, like, there's, I, they're not getting a villain edit, and they're getting an edit that shows all three of them in a compassionate way. Yeah. it was, uh, I'm excited, because any of those three next to Carmen would be different and fun so Mm -hmm. i'm here for it um yeah it's a fun season i'm really liking it i know all your friends to watch watch it it. yes and more people need to watch it because like how can i tweet about it and no one know what the hell i'm saying exactly (laughs) well speaking of which where can we find you on social media venmo and any projects you want to plug yes uh you can find me on twitter at at rootless youth um same thing with Instagram, rootless underscore youth. Um, and then uh, what are really fun projects happening? Um, one major project for myself. This yeah. is a life project. I'm getting my master's degree in May. Yay! So almost really there. We're almost there. Um, 
And honestly, really cool thing. My publication comes out this Friday at 4 p.m. That's um, so exciting. So if anyone is interested in reading about higher education and, you know, improving its system so it's not deadly or harmful to queer and trans folks, let me know. <laughs> I love it. I think you got to make sure you, I get it and I will share it and um, I'll probably be too dumb to understand it because you, you're much smarter than I am, but I'm excited to read it. I'm excited for people to see it. It's been a work of labor for the past year. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here, Jer Bear. Thank you for thank you for having me. I like I like how you're like, yep, I got it. <laughs> a huge thanks to Jeremy for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.